Eyewitness News. Be there as it happens. City News. It's 17.30 GMT. This is Eyewitness News on 97.3 CTFM. I am Umaru Sanda Amadou. Tonight, I'm here with... Ellen Dapa. And coming up over the next 90 minutes, please secure the bench warrant for the arrest of 62 students of the Kwame Nkrumah University of Science and Technology, KNUST, while three persons, including one who completed the university 22 years ago, are currently in court over the Conti Katanga, Katanga Begepadin clash. Also coming up, Chima Mwabija, Member of Parliament, Emmanuel Ajay Anshre, allegedly chased out by his constituents over the state of roads in his community. We'll be going live to that community to bring you updates. And later on Eyewitness News. No action was going on. That is why sometimes we say it is, a, it is an act of insensitivity. How do you leave children to the, to the headmaster for 10, 11 weeks going and then we are still now going to process to get money? The head teachers in northern Ghana who are crying over the non-payment of feeding grants to senior high schools and how desperate the situation has become. Stay with 97.3 CTFM for more on this and many other stories on Eyewitness News. And in business... Adopting the usage of the Chinese yuan as an alternative currency for imports will not solve Ghana's depreciation issues. This is according to economist Dr. Patrick Isumi. And that's Netili Nete. She'll be back in 50 minutes with the latest uh, from the business desk here at CTFM and City TV. Eyewitness News is live across Ghana on a number of affiliate stations, including in the western region on Adrinpa 100.7 in Takwa as well as Beach 105.5 FM in Takradi. If you go to the Bono region, we are on Greener 95.9 FM in Sunyan. In the Ashanti region, we are on Focus 94.3 on the campus of KNUST in Kumasi and Orange 107.9 FM in Kumasi. In the Volta region, we are live on Revival 99.3 FM in Tajavu near Akachi and VOV Radio 95.7 in Hohoe. If you go to the northern region, this is Radio Bimbila, 91.9 FM. In the Upper East region, we are on Quality, 88.7 FM in Garu. And Upper West on Tunsung, 97.3 FM in Wa. Let me know what you make of the stories we are sharing with you tonight by sending your reactions to our WhatsApp number, 0549-986-996. 0549-986-996. We settle for details of our stories and the first one is coming through from the Ashanti region. Ellen Hazard. Three persons have been remanded by the Asokore Mampon District Court in connection with the clashes between residents of rival halls at the Kwame Nkrumah University of Science and Technology. The three accused persons, Daniel Osei who completed the university in the year 2000 and a worker of Newmont, Ghana, Francis Echiahene and Elvis Insia, who are continuing students, were arrested by the police for their role in the violent clash. They have been charged with four counts of conspiracy to commit a crime to wit, rioting with offensive weapons, rioting with offensive weapons, causing unlawful damage and causing harm. Let's speak to our correspondent who is on top of this particular story in the Ashanti region, Hafiz. Tijani Hafiz, you're welcome to Eyewitness News. Share details with us 
about what transpired to the UN court? Well, so these two persons were brought to the Asakoyamampon district court by the police uh, after they were arrested. So some of their family members also came around to uh, witness what happened, and they came in with their lawyers, two separate lawyers. So the first accused person, who is an alumnus of the university, who was captured in a video that the police is using for his arrest or has used to arrest him, uh, came in with a lawyer and the other students, the level 200 students, also uh, came in and was represented by a lawyer. So the lawyer sought to uh, ask the court or request the court to grant bail to their clients, and that did not work out. So the lawyer started by... Um, um, pleading to the court that these persons are known people who can be identified and they had some people who were representing them high-profile personalities who can be found at any time they were needed by the police if they were granted bail and that they were not going to run away. So lawyers for the alumnus was of the view that this person uh, was not part of the possession or was not part of the disturbances that happened at the university. They insisted that their client was innocent. He was not part. He was only invited to the place uh, to take part in, or he was invited by the continuing students at the university, and he was there. But he was not part of the vandalism that occurred or the clash that occurred between the students of the rival halls. So the lawyers also insisted that if the client was granted bail, he was not going to tamper with investigations by the police that is still ongoing. And they also requested or paid the cause to grant bail to their client because uh, he was uh, mature and he could be found anytime he was invited by the police to assist in their investigations. On the other hand, the lawyers for the uh, level 200 students who was also part of the, who was the second accused person, uh, also said that this person was a student and he will be writing his examination. So he should be granted bail so that he can continue with his exams. Uh, and that's whenever he's needed. He has people who stand in for him at sureties and that these persons can be identified and located so that he can be brought to the police whenever the investigations would continue. So the prosecution also uh, insisted that no, these persons shouldn't be granted bail because one, it will affect their investigations because they had given names of persons who are still at large who are still, uh, still being looked out for by the police. So if they are granted bail, uh, the tendency of them tampering with the investigations is very high. And also that police needed ample time to investigate the matter. And they, uh, the police were also of the view that, or the prosecution was also of the view that the matter is of public interest and the damage that has been caused to property at the university will have to be quantified and all these are part of police investigations. So the police will need time to assess 
the situation, it is liaising with the university authorities to know the damage that has been caused to property so that they can uh, do their investigations or continue with their investigations. So they uh, also argued out with lawyers for these two persons. So uh, one of the persons, um, Elvis was brought yesterday to the same court. He was also remanded. So he went on social media to threaten to, uh, he allegedly threatened to kill some students of the university. So he was also picked up by the police and uh, brought to court yesterday, and he has also been remanded. So three persons have been remanded currently as we speak. So a bench warrant has also been issued uh, for the arrest of 62 persons. So that request was put in by the prosecution, and it was granted by the judge. So what's the next plan? When is the next appearance in court? So 8th September, uh, the court's who resume sittings on this matter. And the police was so particular about the public interest attached to the matter. And the police was, uh, um, was of the view that it is attaching all the seriousness it deserves with this matter because they don't want uh, a recurrence of this incident in other public or private universities uh, in the country. Thank you so much, Hafiz Tijani, our correspondent in the Ashanti region, giving us up to speed developments uh, in that particular um, city in relation to the clash between two rival halls on the campus of the KNUST, which uh, has now become a criminal case being pursued by the police. Anthony Averge is the PRO of the KNUST Alumni Association. Anthony, you're welcome to Eyewitness News. Thank you, Mario. What is the role of uh, your members, and I'm referring to people who have already finished KNUST, in these whole week celebrations? Are you allowed to be part? Do you play parts at all? Uh, anyway, thank you for uh, the opportunity. Good evening to everyone. Um, of course, uh, any alumni or alumnus can, or may want to join um junior members of the common room for celebrating any care week or hall week. You know, it, it gives you the opportunity to uh, recall those days when you were on campus to uh, enjoy some fraternity and also... So it, it's, um, it depends on anyone, any alumnus who wants to join and have some fun, so to speak. So I think it's... Uh, open invitation to anybody who wants to take part. Now, I'm asking this question because we are told by police that one of the persons arrested finished the school since the year 2000, uh, 2000, which is 22 years ago. And he is supposed to be one of the persons who were found holding offensive weapons. How does that come to you, that news? Considering that as alumni, your job is usually to be illuminating the path of the students on campus, but this, if proven, may not particularly be illuminating. Yes, that is true. If it's proven, I like that clause you put there. If proven, <laughs> that would not be um, that would not, not be good news. That would not be appropriate. That would not be uh, something that the alumni uh, or the alumni body sanction, uh, like you did say. The alumni, alumni is supposed to uh, kind of mentor, kind of pave the way, 
and kind of uh, lead as we currently trying to do uh, to, 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 to make things better, to make education or studies on campus USD or KNUSD for that matter better for those who are coming up and who are joining uh, who, want, who are pursuing university education. So the alumni is supposed to make things better, uh, mentor, uh, find ways that they can reach out to students on campus. So uh, alumni will not go to foment trouble. Alumni will not go to uh, misdirect or whatever. So uh, if this case is proven, of course, alumni will not be party or will not uh, um, will not be in agreement, will not be on the same page with the uh, so moving forward, uh, what steps will you be taking? Because well, this is the first time we have seen that. And what steps as alumni are you taking to, to prevent things like that from happening? Yes, uh, thank you once again. In fact, um, you know, I've left school for quite some time now. And uh, things have changed in investing. Uh, one thing that alumni... Um, the Alumni Association has spoken about time without number, is that that policy that was changed in, out, 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 out. It leaves, you know, when I went to university, sometimes I was investing with your, your boss, sometimes we were mentored by people as seniors. And because there was no in and out stuff, in fact, if in Katanga, you couldn't steal, you know, money, you couldn't. You couldn't do anything terrible. Maybe the only thing you could do is to go to your next room or the next room, go and eat some food, and maybe leave and know that, Charlie, I've come to uh, take some of your rice. But still, it was no. In fact, if you did steal, you 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 be dealt with. So, number one is that this in out out business should be looked at. So, we've set time without number. Now, look, uh, investing should look at that policy again. Now, these days, these young folks are going to the university very, at very early age, and they get influenced easily. But if the seniors are there, they would be men. They will be controlled. They will be taught to do the right thing. Of course, you can get bad notes in every society. Some seniors can, but I tell you, on the whole, all of us were mentored by people who discourage us. In Katanga, you are motivated to learn. So that's number one. Of course, we know the investing is challenged with accommodation facilities. Number two is that in all these things, we want the investee, when they conduct their thorough investigations, they need to be, you know, enter those uh, or go into those investigations with an open mind and objective uh, mind. But sometimes what we find out is that sometimes um, they go into this investigation haven't made up their mind, and that comes probably. In fact, if two people get engaged in something, definitely one would each each party will, will will have some blame, you know. So as we go into these investigations, just be objective, just be thorough, punish whoever is is is, is committed this, and don't tilt the the the, the scale as it were. You know, even before the investigation starts, I mean, 
on campus, you see, I hear the PR or ISR uh, or something, but the university has already taken a decision. If you do this, then of course, it means that the, the real facts of the matter will not come. So that's number two. Number three is that we as an alumni body are making efforts to do what? To, to help the university uh, sort out its accommodation challenges. So Katanga alumni it's spearheading, trying to woo some partners to come on board so that we can get this business sorted out, put on, put up a campus accommodation so that our students, you know, people will stay outside campus and they have been uh, exposed to attacks. Like you heard last time, some ladies were attacked, their bags taken away. We want to help keep these things. So those are some of the three things we are trying to do as an alumni body, to, to, to help bring back the glorious days as it were. So we also want the university to also reach out, help us. But we know the current vice chancellor is very open. She's willing to do all things for us so that we can get this accommodation thing done. We also thank her, His Majesty. Um, he's also uh, helping us that we can get this thing sorted out. What we ask from the investigative authorities is that, look, anything you want to do, if it's investigation, just be thorough. Don't close or don't be, for want of a better word, don't be biased, you know, so that we can find solutions. Otherwise, if you constantly blame one person, it doesn't augur well. It means that from the start, you've, you've made up your, your mind. So that is what we are requesting for. So we can also do what? Help the investee as an luminous body, and then we can see how best we can reach out and bring back the glorious days. Very well. Uh, thank you so much for speaking to us, sir. I'm grateful. That's Thanks Anthony Averge. He's PRO of the KNUST Alumni Association. Let's hear from the university now. Dr. Daniel Norris Bekwe is the university relations officer for the KNUST. Doc, you're welcome to Eyewitness News. Yeah, thank you, uh, Omaru. Yes, Doc. Uh, what's, what's the situation on your campus as of today? Things have normalized, I, I presume. Oh, yes, uh, things are normalized. Uh, students are going about their uh, normal activities, lectures and other stuff, peacefully. Uh, this evening, the SRC also had their elections, and the results are trickling in. I think everything is fine. We have some police presence on campus. Uh, everything is fine. I see. Um, outside your campus, in the courts, a lot of activity ongoing. The police have also been engaged. You've been following those developments. Any comments? Um, that's the refreshing news. You know, uh, Omar Sander, we, all of us, uh, we, we, we can't wait to put an end to this uh, uh, constant disturbances on campus. It doesn't do anybody any good. Uh, the academic environment needs that kind of peace for students to learn, and we don't want a situation where people will turn their place into a jungle. And so we commend the police uh, for their swift action. We have actually provided all the CCTV footages to the police, uh, and they have started making arrests. Uh, Fortunately, two of those people have been arraigned before the court today, and they have been uh, remanded. Uh, it's, it's positive. It tells everyone that 
look, now you cannot come to KNUST and misbehave and go scot-free. Uh, as I said last time, we have CCTV cameras everywhere. Uh, and so if you come and misbehave, uh, we will find you and they will fish you out. And the security personnel are ready to help us to, to keep this, uh, in the, to keep this, uh, uh, indiscipline. Mindful of the double, double jeopardy rule where you can't punish one person for the same offense twice, but also considering that you still have your own rules in university that you, you go with when it comes to these matters, would you still penalize these students and those who are found to be students even after the pronouncement is made by the court? Well, yeah, of course. You know, usually um, students who violate school regulations uh, uh, have they, 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 they are aware of the sanctions that apply because once you enter the university, we, are, we take all of them through orientation. They all have student guides, and then we also constantly give reminders in the form of uh, messages on their phone. So if you go ahead to violate the regulation of the school, uh, the punishment to go. What, what the punishment you suffer in the court, that's criminal. But in our own university, we have procedures. You may be rusticated or perhaps dismissed outright if your, your offense is grievous. Very well. Now, so which means we should be expecting some sanctions from your outfit? Once the, the, yeah, of course, once the police is done with their work. Well, in fact, we have actually invited, you see, okay, let me know that we are into that one. But definitely, those people are going to face the internal disciplinary committee. And whatever recommendations come out, we will we, we implement it fully. The, that is the status of the university. Okay. Anybody who falls short of these regulations or policies of the university, you are ready before the disciplinary committee. And then the disciplinary committee, once they come out with their policy, their, their, their recommendation, the vice chancellor has no, uh, he cannot go against it. He has to implement it. Now, the police are looking for some 62 students. Uh, what steps are you taking to help them arrest these students? Oh, as I said earlier on, we have provided the, the, the police with all the footages. So, so is it that uh, these are students who our, are in your school? They are your own students? Yes. So it means yes. that they are not on so campus we are, as we speak. They have fled the campus. That's why they cannot some, be found? Some have run away. Some have run away. You know, when they do these things, they, they, they run away. Some, of, some have run away. Uh, some too are around. Those who are around... Uh, we are making effort to help the police to, to get those people arrested. When you spoke to my colleague on Friday, you intimated that you were going to have discussions with UCC because at least one of the students was believed to be coming from that school. Have you had formal conversations with, with your sister, you know, I'm not sister, but uh, other universities that may have had their students on your premises and what is the rule generally? Is it the case that during SRC Hall Week celebrations, a student from another university who is invited by his friend cannot come and witness? Uh, no, not, on, honestly speaking, you see, when uh, someone is coming from a different university to come uh, onto our campus, there are procedures for doing that. You need the hall, they need to seek permission, and the permission will be granted. And in fact, their own university, they know that you cannot travel off campus to another place or another university without informing the the, the directorate of the student affairs. And so when you come, more so, uh, you come and then participate in an act of illegality or violence, then that is serious. 
All right, let's leave it here for now. Thank you for speaking to us. My pleasure. That's Dr. Daniel Norris Berkwe. He's a university relations officer at the campus of the Kwame Nkrumah University of Science and Technology, KNUST. We can now hear from lawyer for some of the accused persons who appeared in court today, uh, William Asamoa Sapong and Yao Abebio Jr. Um, they are represented by... Okay, let me get this. So lawyers for the accused persons uh, are two. That's William Asamoa Sapong and Yao Abebio Jr. They have been speaking to the journalists who came to cover the proceedings today. I'm highly, highly disappointed. Highly disappointed. Look at the facts and then the charge. We think that the judge was not fair to them. But we will take it and we will advise ourselves and see the next line of action. We are two lawyers in the matter, so I will have a thorough discussion with my colleague on the other side. Then we will see what we can do to assist them. I get, I, sense, mm. I get the sense that you are considering other platforms that, to that, that free is so. your clients. That is so. That is so. Because we have the option to go to the high court. So that is why I say we are two. So we will have a thorough discussion and see the next line of action. I saw you arguing vehemently about the facts yes. of the case. Yes. Why so? Because uh, when you look at the facts, it doesn't support the charge. It does not support the charge. So that is why we drew the judge's attention to it. I still say that it's a, a public interest. So you, you should exercise restraint for the police to go ahead and do their further investigation. So he may consider, he may consider the day the next agreement. Well, the police are also insisting that they have videos, video evidence. Then they should come and they, they should produce it. Are you surprised? Uh, uh, I, I'm insisting that that is not the truth. So if they have it, then they should bring it to court. I feel bad, I feel bad. Uh, the guy is a student who is still in school. And then for someone who submitted himself to the police to be remanded for two weeks, it's very, very, very unfortunate. Um, I don't know, out of 64 people who allegedly committed offense, only two have been arrested. One arrested and my client submitted himself to the police. So on the basis of that, I don't know the reason why they refused the But then it is... Well, the police also insisted that uh, if they are granted bail, they could tamper with their investigations. Do you see that? A whole state institution, a whole state machinery of the police is scared of a 20-year-old to tamper with their investigations in the case. That's quite alarming. But then, as I said, I'll take it with a good heart. It's from the court, so it's by law. I'll take it. So you had two lawyers there, William Asamoa Sapon and Yao Abebio Jr. They represent uh, some of the accused persons in that ongoing uh, trial involving students and old students of the Kwame Nkrumah University of Science and Technology. This is Eyewitness News on 97.3 CTF and we return with more. Please stay. Eyewitness News. Be there as it happens. Let your voice be heard on Eyewitness News on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3 Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973 and Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973 with the hashtag Eyewitness News. You're welcome back to Eyewitness News on 97.3 CTFM. Let's uh, remain in the Ashanti region and talk about some local development issues. Ellen? 
Some residents within Amanchia and Kobing in the Achimawabiaja South constituency of the Ashanti region have agitated against the Member of Parliament for the area, Emmanuel Eje Anshiri, over their poor road network. Indeed, let's speak to him, Honorable Emmanuel Eje Anshiri, uh, MP, Achimawabiaja South. You're welcome to Eyewitness News. Honorable, can you hear me? I can hear you loud and clear. I'm grateful. Great. Uh, we are told you were you were driven out of your constituency. You you ran with your okay. Let me leave it there. I was told you were sacked out of your constituency today by your constituents. Exactly. What was the story? Uh, uh, good evening once again to your cherished listeners, and I thank you for the opportunity. It's not true that I was chased out or attacked by the constituency. If that had not happened, I wouldn't have had an opportunity to have you know to have addressed the constituency. It was it's not. Ent- Although there were some, uh, you know, uh, issues, uh, you know, in respect of this, uh, the, the constituents expressing their dissatisfaction about the road network. You went, you went to have an engagement with them. That is, that is what I do normally. Anytime we are arrested, you know, the work of MP is not in Parliament alone; it's both outside Parliament and inside Parliament. So when we are arrested, when we are, anytime we are arrested. Uh, I made that conscious effort. I have that uh, talked to MP. I visit all the constituents, uh, uh, my constituents in respect of the communities, and engage them so that they also tell me, you know, uh, issues on the ground. And before this very, very uh, 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 engagement, I then met my communicators in the constituency. I've met my uh, uh, assembly members in the constituency just to, you know, uh, uh, share with them for them to let me know the situation on their respective electoral areas. And again, I met. Even the media people in the, in the constituency. And yesterday's uh, issue was my distant, my distant, I would say that was the commencement of the program that uh, uh, talk to your MP. Okay. So it wasn't, it wasn't, it's not entirely, it's not entirely true that, uh, that I was chased out and with that kind of stuff. But okay. not, we'll talk, we'll talk about yeah. which community did you go to today? Today I didn't go to any community. You see, so this happened yesterday? It happened yesterday, sir. What community did you go to? I went to Amantia, then uh, proceeded to Encontin. From there, I came to Kobin, then finally ended it up at uh, Sadie. Uh, at which of the communities did you encounter these hostile members? For which reason the news is spreading the way it is spreading? Uh, virtually all the on uh, Amantia, even Amantia, the chief told me in the face that they angry. I, I want to quote him a verb, but I'm very really, uh, what you mean about her? You know, and, you know, I, 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 <laughs> to it, to it, you were able to come here. To it, to it, I didn't want you to come to this uh, 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 community. And I said, oh, no, no, I have no choice because the saying goes, on me like the head, you know, that was the crown. When he says you were bold, did he mean you were bold as in people didn't like you or he meant the road wasn't no, no, good no, and I'm, you were managed I'm, to come? I'm, I resonate in the consistency. It's not that. It was in respect of the road network. When you asked me, I mean, why did you pass to come here? And I said, I drove, you know, on the road. He said, really? And I said, yes, yes, Nana. So it was just in, in, in uh, 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 satisfaction about the road network, not for any other thing. Okay, so one chief was shocked you managed to drive there. What, what, what else did you encounter in other communities? Oh, but you know, this, you know uh, the, the community has uh, in the sort of the route, especially that the room might have been completed. And as, as, as we speak now, 
No, so I just wanted to know generally. So if you give me one response in one community, what were the other responses you got in other communities? Oh, that, the other communities were all, were, were, all the places. Kobe, yeah. When I went to Kobe, Kobe, they were all ready for me. But unfortunately, it was raining. So we have to, you know, uh, cancel the meeting and, 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 you know, and make it and call it uh, another time. That was where uh, it was captured in the... Uh, where, uh, on on uh, on the, the, this guy the the cameraman that uh, he captured that picture that I was chased out of the of the of the of the place it was it's, it's not entirely so I then engaged them slightly with the youth you know were just you know shouting and just uh, calling and singing and that I even joined you know in the chorus I joined I joined them but I tried to cool them down and I tried to them that fine but for the rain we can't continue with the, with the, with, the, with the engagement so we make it another day and proceeded. To the next community, which is Teddy. Before, before you, what, what was the chorus? Were they hooting or celebrating? Oh yeah, I, 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 and as such, in such mood and such annoying, you have to have the patience to cool them down so that you can get over to even, you know, to address them. So I did that just to, you know, cultivate it. Yes. Yeah. Honorable, what, what, what yeah. were they, you see, you are, you are a member of parliament. We are very familiar with what chanting entails. These people who were chanting, what were they saying? Did you hear the words? All that they were saying was that I'm going to come and fix our road for us. Nothing by the rules. They didn't say. They didn't say friaco. Oh no no no. Oh no no no. That's the friaco there. You see, they didn't say friaco. All that they say, I'm very young. Young. Come and see the rope. Come and see what I can. You see, now young means you either leave or they leave. So who did the leaving? I. We came. We we. I mean, I was able to cool them down so that we had a conversation. So I was able to address had a conversation. But you also so mentioned that I, there was rain. So at what point did the rain come? Oh, it was we're driving t- from and continue to uh, Sydney. It was drizzling, so when we were about to, I mean, when we got there, it intensified. So we had no choice than to, you know, uh, call it off. That's uh, what happened. And John, and even there was time they were shouting and chanting and you know that kind of stuff. So I had to join them, and I joined them. If you go there, as they would tell, I joined them. In the constituency, I resonate in the constituency. But you see, I can tell you that the Ankle, Amantia, Kopi, Bergion. They've had their share of the mental uh, uh, projects. So, uh, but for the roads, but for the roads. If you go there, they will tell you. Could be, could be where we, we couldn't... Uh, I'll, ask you, I'll ask you to, to explain to me what happened where. However, uh, there's a video by GH1 Television that I just want to play for you and then my listeners as well, so we can put this issue in perspective. While I'm playing, I'll tell my audience what I'm seeing. So please, okay. please stay on the line if you, if you don't mind. Okay. <laughs> 
This is 97.3 CTFM. So I'll just play in the video that has been uh, uploaded by GH1. Honorable, in that video that I've just played, yeah. uh, there was a gathering under a tree near what looks like a classroom. Yeah, you were supposed to have been engaging the people. They started yeah. dispersing, they started chanting, and they started hooting, sort of. Now, uh, there's w- w- while you drove your V8 away, one of the gentlemen took I a cut. It's not V8. What, what car was it? It's around uh, four, four, four runner. Four runner, okay. Toyota four runner. While your four runner was moving out, one of the guys took a cutlass and smashed it on top of your vehicle a number of times, on top of the roof of no. your vehicle a number of times, and no, he no, was no. he was swinging the cutlass threateningly. No, no, no. That is what I saw in the video, and that video is online, so I'm not making it up. Did that? Did, did you notice that yourself? Uh, you know what happened was that we had then. Uh, come to the conclusion that we are not having them. That was when I was driving away. But then the youth you have you know, done whatever they wanted to do. That guy just came from nowhere. And if, 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 if you watch it closely, if you watch it closely, so they themselves who were preventing the guy not to come closer you know, uh, uh, to my car. No, but that guy was so close, close, he was even hitting your vehicle with... No, in no, fact, no, if your no, window no, was no. down, your neck would have been gone. No, 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 please. There's just that you I'm telling you, even the, after, after all that they did, after, uh, after whatever they did, I engaged them. The guys, I wish uh, the, the command, you know, uh, captured that, uh, you know, uh, that and even the kids were laughing. The kids were there, you know, sitting in the lab. I joined them in the rain, chanting, yeah, 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 you know, and that kind of stuff. So it wasn't as, as you know, it's, I would say that it's being exaggerated. It, it, it wasn't so. But the video doesn't suggest exaggeration at all. Omar, the enclave, I can tell you, have had their fair share of uh, his excellency. I'm telling you, because... So they were being ungrateful? It's not that being ungrateful, but the road. You see, the road, there's a lot of problems on the road because the concern of the road, uh, the, uh, there's been armed robbery, uh, accidents, and, you know, uh, you know, the, the, that's, it's very, very, very bad. And they've been telling me, anytime I go there, they tell me, honorable about this road, I said, the contract will come. And let, uh, it will interest you to know that when the contractors, you know, commit the work or sell with the work, the, the, the rate at which he was doing the work, we all realized that the road that he could finish within time. But for uh, reasons that I cannot tell, or maybe for reasons that I made inquiry from him, and uh, what was uh, what he told me that his race uh, certificates and it has to be sorted out. But honestly, but for that delay, for that defense, but for that. How long have you been MP for uh, Achima Kumwabiya? I'm in my, I'm in my second term. I, I, I was MP for the seventh parliament. I mean, how how many roads have you in all constructed in terms of kilometers? I, I, I go MP, MP. You see, one thing you should understand. No, is not con- okay. So let me withdraw. How many roads have you lobbied to be constructed in your constituency over the, the past road, six years? I, uh, the past six years, I can tell you from. Uh, uh, the road um, Agogo, uh, uh, Agogo, uh, 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 Agogo to Marco Junction, uh, I mean, as we contracted out. The road from. And it, uh, there's bitumen uh, on it? No, I'm not, I said I've been contracted out. It's yet, the contract is yet to complete. He has, he. No, I want to the, the ones you have done, not the ones you are planning to, or the ones that have started. I want one, to know the ones you oh. finished in six years. I haven't finished any of the third rules, but okay. it's all in progress. It's, 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 it's in progress. 
certain project. So not a single road has been constructed since you became an MP? Oh. Uh, not, not, not a single road has been tarred since you became MP? Tarred, I would say no. Tarred, I would say no. But road has been constructed. I have given us to contract about four or five of them. So, but, so yeah. the, the agitation by the community members is fair? Rightly so, it's fair. It's fair. Which means it's that fair. you, you exhibited that. incompetence would, to I, the extent that your no, your no, chief no. was was surprised that you even were able to use that road. It means that nobody you, uses that road. You, you, you see, are you telling me that as MP, if a road has been contacted out, has been contacted out and it's not, uh, 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 you know, and the hasn't uh, uh, completed the road, it's a mark of, or it's a sense, you know, incompetence. To no, them. no, I'm not the one saying that. It's a chief and no, the people. It's the people who. It's the people who. No, it's the people who are agitated, not me. Uh-huh. They were the ones who, who were hooting at you, not me. They are the ones who possibly were not happy with what you did. Oh, I won't, I won't, uh, with all due respect, uh, I won't, I won't, uh, I won't, I won't accept that. That it's a mark of incompetence. You see, as okay, I withdraw incompetence. I'll use ineffectiveness. It's not ineffective. I will not take that. MPs are not against of you know development. Like rightly said, but MPs campaign to fix roads. I'm sure you did. I, I I have not campaigned to fix any road. I campaigned that they should give me the money to become the answer so that I can go to parliament and also you know uh, fight for their cause. That's it. Yeah, and fight no, for their cause yeah, includes fixing road. their road. And I've done that. I've done that. I've done that. You ask yourself, how come that about four of five different uh, uh, roads you know have been you know have been cut out? It's about, you know what. My brother, let's uh, to be told, when MPP assumed the reins of government, we were all in this country. We came, we came to inherit such a bad economy. And you know what? When we assumed this government, there were nurses who were completers. Uh, 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 oh, oh, but I, think, I think we should restrict ourselves to rules because that's what your constituents were worried about, not nurses. Let's hear specifically. Let's hear spe- Okay, so what did you meet? What was it? to Parliament and gave it to the state Hon- of the nation. Honorable. The year of rules. Honorable. That's for the COVID. Honorable. You don't have to grow Oh, no, but I'm giving I'm giving you the opportunity. When you came in 2020 as MP, 2021, what was the picture when you came six years ago in terms of roads in your constituency? And based on the brilliant intervention by the of the year of roads under the Akufado administration, what improvements have the people seen? And why did they do what they did to you yesterday when you went there? You know, I've told you that as for the road, every community in the constituency has been a beneficiary of Every community. If you go to every community, you will see the footprint or the handbill of 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 another You see, we know that road is a major concern to uh, everyone. I mean, you know, you know, the road network, the road road network issue, is an issue that I think, and even in any case, they're going to they're going to have done a lot. For Ashanti, uh, for 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 uh, Ashanti region, when you're talk, talking about road road network, I stand to be corrected. As we speak now, we've done about thousand. If I I I, I stand to be. The president thousand. said over ten thousand, but I wanted to know what happened in your constituency specific. My constituency, and I've told you that my constituency, about four different uh, road uh, distance has been uh, contacted out. We have uh, Nkaiwe Penny to Enkwai. Uh, we have uh, Sepase, 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 Janshin to Intensity. That road, it was very presentable first time that was given out to a contract that, you know, uh, we have to exit. Government, uh, 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 government 
after the 2028 election. So we were expecting that, you know, as the constituents, you know, directed of of, uh, of state policy, NEC would have continued with it. But they left it there when he came to power, he's in contracted out. And that contractor has, has, has you know, the grains and everything. But with a guess, uh, what is left is put the, the, the tar uh, to, you know, to gravel or to uh, put the fuel to me or uh, whatever the road. But that way to is sold. And okay. when you ask them, they complain about uh, the race certificates and, you know, I don't know uh, what happened to the certificate. So, so my brother, mm. uh, in my, during my tenure as an MP, I think for road network, the government has done. No, but though no, we haven't completed, some two are yet to commence. So I, I think that uh, we are asking, I'm asking my constituents to be patient with me. Okay. They just made it so they are, they are concerned. I mean, I, I, agree, with, I agree with their concern. Mm. But, but considering that they are very unhappy, do you feel safe driving around uh, on the road, the state of the road, first of all, and the reaction from your constituents? No, let, let me correct. You see, the publication was talking about security guards. I mean, look, I, yesterday, I went with my constituency executive, including the chairman himself. I didn't go with any security. I ran the position freely. I don't have any security. And let me tell you, tomorrow I'm going for a funeral in that enclave. The queen mother of Sebi is dead. We are having a one week, we are having a one week, uh, distance, uh, tomorrow. I'm going there. Okay. I'll go there alone. I'm going there, I'm going there with my party, you know, uh, executives. It's, 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 uh, the you know. it, it, it's not it's not accurate. All right, that's fine. Let's leave it here. Thank you so much for your time, Honorable. I'm very grateful, sir. That was Honorable Aji uh, Aji Entry and Shri Abegepadin, who is a member of parliament for Etrimanwa Biaja South in the Ashanti region. Let's hear from one of the assembly members from the area. Johnson Ntikra is assembly member for Saidi Electoral Area. Uh, Mr. Ntikra, you're welcome to Eyewitness News. Thank you, Zamada. Um, what happened with between your MP and your your people yesterday when he came? Now, can you speak to why? Okay. Enua, my MP, my tree is not that good. I'll try. Enua, my MP, by Ekrasi, Corbin, any Amanchia, yet he said, "Mo pamono, aye nukre." Mpacho, mpacho, chichu mumai. Yo. Something in Argentina is here, and I say, Sabby, a TA from two thousand. I told about my mamma for two thousand and three to two thousand and four. And in your coatal, eh, nay on a war rich danani. In your coatal from Yanias, ah, try in Kuribi. I see, Sabby, MPP about twenty sixteen to twenty twenty, twenty twenty. I'm a big coatal, no, no, good so much by a fireman. I see, you go, yeah, quite, you know, I'm a so. Tama
and then who can we share man for? I said, man, I will be there. It's never been that again. I want a man for the share. Omo, Omo, I know Omo only be with Kuna. Say matter. So I hear that Korea no one can say the Iron Sea is the And I'm a Japon. And in my massive demonstration, who say Binu Facebook, Binu market, can say Kano money are there. No money is empty. No. It's not saying I have quite. One one in the regional chair, my idea to her. And I thought to be and she a who are buying one consistency, one million dollars. I have a boy in show, the toilet, you know, and you are Amazon. No, and we are no animal. I see now, eh, chrome, ho, baby, a mo pamono, no, moye MPP for an amoe NDC for. Because any how can he, who by yourself, time, yen shed a year, he will we and you know, here I am when you crew more. If you go for time, I'm a bad you for time. I'm here, you're a quarter in your life. And the MPP, the Sabbath, the Cassa, or Mamma, what they were here, and no crap. Or Mamma, you're a quarter in your life. Two dime, you cry, and your papa, and no more soon am I in your eye. No one will buy a charm, I want to be by a regional chairman, I am making. I quarter, I said, I'm a more richard, and I have no road minister, Kofua Memuno. Obey and we na be guru. Oju gu ye koni fie ni ensangin na no. Sabi sabi ye wun redvance ya waso waye, cover ya waso waye. E manfo ye to mudi moto ewuo ni kai adanda ni yemo hasro no. Me no ka se se ti ai. Se se bridge bi wa anu ma ensuo ni ya twa kwa ni mu. Ensuo twa ma obi ni obeti ma kwa ba. Ni na ye. Sabi sabi. MP ya ka chena waso me ne me contract abekata. Menerajat <laughs> <laughs> Et si dollars Okay. 
ono ankasa de oba ne ho madene na regular chairman no chama wuntu mi kwa baba ye a na ama mpita be ogu na ni masie na me assembly member kra so be coming assembly member ba ye me mpawe nko me bob bi o kure ma na ye bob bob so de asabe sabe ye de bob ne egu man ni ni kura ma hin busu muru ni age ko bere hin se se me no kase o thousand of people bob egu da ma ye ye de esu mo bi ya de bobo na ono kwa wa ye wa hin na bobo bob we na chama wuntu mi ya regional chairman kra no Thank you so much. Thank you. That's Johnson Tikra. He's assembly member for say the electoral area. Pardon my my two by four tree that I was using to question him on. Uh, but um, he essentially, in summary, is saying that since President Kofor's time, when Richard Anani was the minister for road, uh, they had a road in their constituency. Uh, but the bitumen on it has been scraped off, and since then it has become a dusty road. Uh, he also said that there's a road contract that has been given to the MPP regional chairman for Ashanti chairman, Wuntumi, uh, but they do not see any work happening on that. He actually blames chairman Wuntumi for the woes of the MP now and says that it is due to his in, uh, activity on some of the contracts given to him. And he asked him specifically about the meeting yesterday, he said at the meeting, the chief inquired from the member of parliament if he was not embarrassed by the site or by what he saw in the constituency. Uh, this comment by the chief also was joined by the people, and eventually the meeting was scuttled. And uh, he talks about the one constituency, one million cities. They have not seen the money, uh, their portion of the money. And he says there are road constructions, or there's a semblance of what looks like road construction, but he says there's no contractor on site. And uh, he repeats that. If the MP comes again, they will be um, more than happy to sack him. This is Eyewitness News on 97.3 CTFM. Ellen has some other stories. City News can confirm the passing of former Member of Parliament for Crow War constituency, Ibrahim Odailaye. The former MP died while on admission at the Ridge Hospital in Accra, but according to the family, the cause of his death is not yet known. Mr. Laye served between 2004 and 2009 on the ticket of the New Patriotic Party. The staunch politician, who turned 70 on May 2022 this year, left behind three sons and two daughters. Confirming the news to City News, one of his sons, Paul Odailaye, said the Crow War constituency has been thrown in a state of mourning as the former MP served well and contributed to the developments in the area. For the family, it came in as a shock because we did not expect that this sickness would take him away. Mm. And uh, he, we will say he's a pillar uh, around which the family revolves. And so uh, his presence was really an impactful one. Now that he's gone, his absence will... Paul Odailai is the son of the former late member of parliament for Crow War constituency, Abraham Odailai. This eyewitness news on 97.3 City. If I will return, uh, Natalie Nete is in studio to bring us the latest in the world of business. And then there's point blank. Please stay. Eyewitness news. Be there as it happens. Get the details. Every significant financial transaction, every market movement, and all the policies that affect your business. City Business News. Be informed. Time now for City Business News on Eyewitness News, powered by citybusinessnews.com. My name is Nete Nete. Let's settle for the details. 
Economist Dr. Patrick Isuming has described calls for government to adopt the usage of the Chinese yuan as an alternative currency for imports to ease the pressure on the U.S. dollar as a call that is not right, that is not in the right direction. His comments come on the back of suggestions by the Ghana Union of Traders Associations, Guta, for access to the Chinese yuan for traders who mostly import their wares from China. President of Guta, Dr. Joseph Obing, says such a move is expected to reduce pressure on the city as traders will not have to get dollars from Ghana to send to China for payment of their wares. In an interview with City Business News, Dr. Patrick Assuming described the move as not feasible. I, I, don't, I don't see how that will solve enough our problem. I think if you, know, if you say we need to use the Chinese currency instead. Okay, so the, the yuan is becoming uh, more important as a international trading currency. But I think that really doesn't under, uh, resolve any of the underlying issues. Are there, is there going to be an influx of Chinese investors in Ghana bringing the foreign currency so that we use it to export? I think, you know, we have to be careful. You know, we are, we are in a difficult time. It's, an, it's a fantastic opportunity for us to decide that the way this economy runs, we will change it and not look for easy way around. We should try and see, come to a realization that this economy is too dependent on foreigners. We are too dependent on imports. We are too dependent on foreign currency and the foreign money for economy to run. And that is what exposes the economy to so much external shocks. Every time something small happens in any, economy, any country, we feel the effect on our currency. That is the discussion maybe we should have, that going forward, we are going to change the way we run our economy so that it's not that one year, we can borrow on the international market and everything is, is collapsing around us. That was an economist, Dr. Patrick Isuming. The Environmental Protection Agency, EPA, says it will begin sanctioning multinational companies engaged in retailing in the agro-product retail business. The EPA insists that such acts are against the law and it is bent on enforcing it to the letter. The Agro-Input Importers Association of Ghana had recently petitioned the agency over similar concerns which are in contravention of the Ghana Investments Promotion Centre GIPC Act 2013. Speaking to the media on the sidelines of a press conference on the matter, Deputy Executive Director for Technical Services at the EPA, Ebenezer Apa Sapung, cautioned non-compliance companies to desist from the act or risk sanctions. Multinationals are also retailing and they are not allowed to do that. So we are now going to, we, we sounded the warning, yeah. we met the players, had interactions with them, the dealers, the importers and then the, the big players and made them aware of that, that situation that is not allowed. So the next step is to enforce and make sure that if we are found culpable, we would then have to deal with you. The other thing is that we are going to re-register. You know, there's, it's important that we re-register all of them and you know make sure that uh, within that process you can bring some sanity into the system. For you know, some are you know operating under the, the radar. Of, of our permitting system. So the, the re-registration will help to bring some sanity. And they also as an association, you know, they are, they are coming as a group. So there will be that aspect of self-regulation in this process. That was the Deputy Executive Director for Technical Services at the Environmental Protection Agency, Ebenezer Apasapong.
The Ghana National Chamber of Commerce and Industry, GNCCI, has reiterated calls for a reduction in the current charge rate of the electronic transfer levy to help government achieve its target. The electronic transfer levy is one of the sources government was hoping would help it raise much-needed revenue, but information from government quarters indicates that it is underperforming woefully. Here is the President of the Ghana National Chamber of Commerce and Industry, Dr. Clement Osei Amarco, speaking on the issue. So to ensure that the e-levy achieve its objective, we call on the government once again for a downward revision of the rate to one from of 1.5 and stagger it within the band of 0.5% to 1.0, and that is 1%. In our analysis, this will not stifle the growth and sustainability of businesses in the country, as well as increase the government revenue. Because we believe that a lot of people have to run away as a result of the increase. And if it comes to the level that we cannot patronize, why not? Let us do it together for our mother ground. But we urge government to come down to be able to patronize in it. Otherwise, the substitutes are there for people to move in, which is not helping our economy and its re- revenue generation. That was the president of the Ghana National Chamber of Commerce and Industry, Dr. Clement Osei Amwakon. Government has revealed that it will begin rolling out the automation of all tax clearing certificates effective October 1, 2022. This is part of efforts to eliminate corruption. Disclosing the news at the 10th Annual International Tax Conference in Accra, Vice President Dr. Mahamudu Baumia said there was the need to automate the tax system to enable the nation rake in more revenue for development. The Commissioner General has maintained a system of tax clearing certificates in accordance with sections 10 and 11 of the Revenue Administration Act. This process of obtaining the tax clearance certificate has been done manually with the issuance of a handwritten certificate over years. It has, however, been characterized with delays in the issuance by GRA, challenges in verifying genuine tax clearance certificates by recipients, and the use of fake tax clearance certificates, alleged practices of some tax officials, amongst others. So it is against this background that I directed the leadership of the GRA to automate the process of obtaining a tax clearance certificate. And I am glad to announce to you today that this process has been completed and will go live in October this year. The Vice President also noted that as part of efforts to ensure that Ghanaians become tax compliant, all public services would require a tax clearance certificate before rendering any services. From next year, many public services will require the presentation of tax clearance certificates before the services are rendered. This will enhance compliance and therefore will enhance domestic revenue mobilization. We have to find a way to make people comply, right? Yes. So if you go to apply for a driver's license and they say, where is your tax clearance certificate? Uh, You have to present it or a birth certificate or something like that. It will, I'm sure the list will be. And now many, many, many public services will require, I think, the presentation, because it's not difficult to do, you can do it on your mobile phone and all of that, uh, so that everybody, we are not just going to say, oh, go and comply voluntarily. If you want public services, you will have to file your taxes and get a 
tax clearance certificate to show that, so that we can have um, a, a, a major, major impact uh, and not be at the 13.5% when our neighbors, our contemporaries are 20%. That was the Vice President, Dr. Mahamudu Baumia. The Ghana Revenue Authority has been urged to embark on periodic audits to ensure businesses comply with tax directives. This call from the Ghana Integrity Initiative comes on the back of a research it conducted which revealed that over 68% of businesses have not been audited by the Ghana Revenue Authority in the last three years, a situation which is leading to a high level of tax non-compliance within the informal sector. Speaking to City Business News Finance Manager at the Ghana Integrity Initiative, Benedict Doe said the GRE needs to intensify the rate at which they conduct the audits to keep companies on their toes. While the institutions are aware that GRE could pick them up for audit at any time, that in itself puts them on their toes to be compliant. And so the import of that question is to find out the extent to which uh, businesses are being taken through the audit process so that that in itself could push them to be more mm. compliant. Our expectation is that seeing the results up to about 68.4% of the respondents saying uh, they've not been uh, audited in the past three years is something that should trigger more audit by the GRA. But one thing we should also be careful of is that GRA should not, uh, we are not saying GRA should overburden uh, businesses with audit exercises. That's not what we are calling for. But they should be able to get businesses to be aware that they could be selected for audit at any time if they need be. And once that signal is clear uh, with the businesses, we know certainly that would have the positive effect of getting them to be compliant because they know Benedict Doe is the finance manager of the Ghana Integrity Initiative. And that's all for City Business News and Eyewitness News. It was powered by your most comprehensive business website, citybusinessnews.com. My name is Nettie Netty. Up next is Point Blank. Eyewitness News. Be there as it happens. This is Point Blank on Eyewitness News. I am Omar Sandamado tonight on Point Blank. We have two issues. We'll be hearing from the um, Committee of Parliament on Government Assurances, which hosted the Minister for Education, Dr. Yao Oseeduchum. 
But before then, let's remain in the education sector and hear from the Conference of Heads of Assisted Secondary Schools, CHAS. The branch in the northern region has described a delay in the payment of 12 weeks funds for perishables in various senior high schools as insensitive. According to CHAS, many food suppliers have threatened to suspend supplies while others have withheld the food supplies due to the non-payment of their monies. Let's listen to the uh, Northern Regional Chairman of CHAS, Azeka Williams. As of now, monies are in arrears, but for the current, the current semester in which we are, for some schools, they are now in their 12th week, like my school, which is a single track school, we are now 12 weeks in school. And for all that 12 weeks, uh, the perishables, nothing has been paid. Last uh, week, we had to react because the suppliers were, uh, had told us, some even have stopped supplying. For instance, in my school, for instance, the egg supplier has stopped. The meat supplier has stated. The uh, uh, firewood man came and we had to just find something to give to him. So... Th- the, the, the suppliers are threatening to stop. So we are just living on the benevolence of some of the suppliers. Well, they, they said we should give them between yesterday and Friday. They are working at it to see how the money should get to us as soon as possible. But we thought this was supposed to hit your accounts last week. Yes, it was supposed to have been last week, Friday. And up to date, we are, we are, we are still waiting. You can imagine that if the, uh, 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 two weeks ago we had not reacted, Nothing would have been done till today. That means not, no action was going on. That is why sometimes we say it is, it is an act of insensitivity. How do you leave children to the, to the headmaster for 10, 11 weeks going, and then we are still now going to process to get money? That's Reverend Edward Azeka Williams. He's the Northern Regional Chairman of the Conference of Heads of Assisted Secondary Schools, CHAS. Let's now hear from the Minister for Education, Dr. Yaose Duchu. He appeared before the, the public hearing of the Committee of Government Assurances of Parliament, and he took some questions. Let's listen. I made assurance on the floor of Parliament, and I stand by that assurance. As I speak with you, distribution of textbooks is ongoing around the country. In some places, have moved from the region to the district. In some places, have gone from district to the schools. So, yes, I'm within the three-month assurance period, and I'm excited to inform the committee that we, I am within my assurance period. I want you to know uh, that as I speak with you, we have um, a number of textbooks distributed uh, to the various regions. Uh, 6.4 million textbooks have been produced and distributed in, and the distribution is ongoing. Um, every region has them in their warehouse. By a number of the regions have moved from warehouse to, uh, regional warehouse to districts um, and from district to schools. And school is in recess. By the time they come, we'll have the textbooks uh, for use in their classrooms. Thank you so much. Thank you very much, honorable members. We've had the response from the Minister of Education. Uh, I would like members who have follow-up questions to, co- uh, to ask their questions now. Um, do you want Ranke wants to follow up questions. Honorable Minister, you indicated that uh, distribution is ongoing. Uh, can you be specific? Because a committee of parliament is a house of records. 
Uh, can you be specific and tell us which districts have received this textbook so far? It was that every region has received the textbooks. The regions make their own arrangement for the books to go to districts. Yesterday, I was in a meeting with selected district directors and Ayawaso Central, for example, the district director told me that he has the books. So you can verify Ayawaso Central. But I know that um, it's ongoing, but I can also submit the list to you in terms of districts that have confirmed receipt. Thank you. Any follow-up? Honorable Van der Poy, please. Yes, Honorable Madam Chair, the Honorable Minister indicated on the floor of Parliament that within three months, the textbooks will be in the schools. So my question to the Honorable Minister is, is he really sure that he has met the period, the deadline that he gave himself, that the books will be in the schools. I think that was the question. Honorable Chair, June to July is one month. July to August is another month. That's two months. So I'm within the promise period. Um, I want to make sure. There's a house of records, too. I'm not going to sit here and say it's not three months, but they are moving. So Honorable. June to July is one month. July to August is two months. I assured three months. So we're within the three-month period. Thank you, Honorable Minister. Please, let's look at the dates carefully. Uh, the date for your assurance is the 10th of June, 2021. Question number 38. Question number 38. Let me... They did not indicate that for me here in my... So, yes. Um, I think they made a mistake on my document. So, I will, I will say that as of now, that's where we are. So, definitely, with 2021, we are not within three months. <laughs> yeah, so, um, Honorable Chair, the document, what they gave me here did not show 2021. Uh, so, that is why I was emphatic <laughs> in terms of the three months. Yeah, the good news is that uh, the distribution is now ongoing. Honorable Thank you very much, Madam Chair. Madam Chair, I want to ask the Honorable Minister. They said state-owned published textbooks. I want to know, with the basic schools, you have core subjects and elective subjects. What type of textbooks have been, have been published now and sent to the schools? Uh, what has been published as the first phase is mathematics, English, uh, history, and then we have uh, done creative arts as part of the, so the science. Science, I know, is being distributed. Uh, English is being distributed as we speak. As um, the, 
Mathematics will be on its way very soon. I think it's still in publication. I, I don't think mathematics is now on the way to the schools. So the creative arts um, course, the English um, social studies and science, those are the subjects that are on their way uh, to the various schools as I speak with you. Thank you very much. Any? Yes, Honorable Kwasi Yeah, thank you, Madam Chairman. Please, Honorable Minister, I may want to know from you, as to the quantity of books now being in circulation, are they covering the total number of people in the schools, or they are in shortfall? And if they are in shortfall, what methodology are you applying to make sure that they are distributed to the key areas? And those who are, which are not yet up to the number, how we are going to find out to make sure that they get them? Thank you very much. Honorable Chair, uh, thank you for the question. Uh, the books that, uh, the courses that are being distributed will cover every single school. In fact, English um, primary one to three is being uh, produced by USAID, and they are going to hand over to us for us to go to the various schools. They initially did a few of the Gallup schools, and they are, they are topping up. In fact, those few Gallup schools already have the books, and they are topping up. So in terms of the subject that have been done, every student, every school will get a book. So we are not uh, selecting some schools and uh, leaving out others uh, so that I could give you the criteria. Thank you very much, Honorable Chumesi. Thank you. Thank you, Madam Chair. Uh, I would like to know from the minister. He said the regions, they are making their own arrangement to send the books. How are they making their own arrangement? Because in case they don't have money or whatever, how do they do their own arrangement? And also, the books that are not ready, when are they going to be ready? Since, you know, time is far gone. Thank you. Honorable Minister, as a, um, I'm also adding that the books that are not ready, what are the different the subjects or the disciplines that we are talking about? That is the further clarification I want to seek on that. Thank the books that have not been procured yet are the elective religious and moral education, our world and our people. Um, these are the books that have not been procured. Um, if you move on to the other aspect of the question, in terms of when, um, we have not done the first phase, and, and that is ongoing. I'll touch base with the, uh, the procurement uh, uh, people to see the timelines uh, for the second phase, and then I'll provide the information to this committee. He was actually, our uh, honorable member was asking of the arrangement of distribution. Thank you. Um, in terms of the regional district, they, they have ways of getting the books to the various schools. In fact, uh, the good news is that every district has a pickup 
um, that they can use for some of these activities. But the information I got from the region was that when it gets to them, they make arrangements uh, for their books to get to the district. In case of Ayawa, so as I already told you, they have the books. I never asked them how the books get there because I know the regions and districts have budgets and they use that uh, for some of these uh, activities in terms of haulage. Thank you. Thank you, Honorable Chibuti. Have you asked a question? Not yet. Not yet. Okay, thank you. Thank you, Madam Chair. Um, Madam Chair, it took um, about 15 months after the minister gave a three-month deadline for us to start with the distribution of the books. Um, has the minister got any timelines regarding when exactly all districts should receive the textbooks because schools need the books to work with. Thank you. Uh, Honorable Minister. The directives we have given regarding the books and the printing and then the distribution is that uh, since are the regions, the regions you make sure is there, the children are on recess by the time they get back to school, all books in the regions should be have should have reached the school. So that is what we are working on now, uh, to make sure that the books in the regional warehouses doesn't stay in the regions, but it goes to the schools where they are needed the most. Honorable, uh, you want to follow up? Thank you. My difficulty here is most district directories, the education directories, they find it difficult to even fuel their vehicles for daily activities. Now the books are kept at the regional offices. Honorable member, if you don't mind, I want you to rephrase your question. Because what, how they distribute fuel issues are not part of our mandate here, please. Thank you. Okay. Um, if it happens that schools reopen and the books are not yet in the schools, are there any plans of ensuring that district education directories get to the regions and have the books to the schools? Thank you. Honorable Minister. Honorable Chair, I've made the indication that the books are not going to stay in the regions, but I like the advice of my colleague that we should make sure the books are in the schools. Thank you. Honorable Abed Akuga. Thank you, Madam Chair, for the opportunity. Uh, Madam Chair, uh, when you read the Minister's response, he says that more than 6.4 million textbooks have been produced and distribution is ongoing at the GES regional offices. Now, more than 6 million, 6.4 is not specific. And I would want, he also indicated that these books, in response to one of the questions, that uh, mathematics, English, and the creative, creative arts are those that are ready now and ongoing. I don't know whether this creative ass is what makes the this, this 6.4 million you are talking about 
Or this one is, uh, so I need some clarification on this. Honorable Minister. Uh, Honorable Chair, I think I made the indication that it's 6.4 million. If a committee feels inclined that I should bring a breakdown, I will do so. Uh, the Minister for Education, Dr. Yaose Duchum, speaking before the Public Assurance, Assurance Government Assurance Committee of Parliament when he made an appearance before them today. And that would be it for Eyewitness News tonight. My name is Umaru Sanda Amado Production by Sixtus Dong Ulo, Beverly London, and Zoe Abubeidu Ado. The technical support from Daniel Squashi. We return tomorrow at 17.30 GMT. Thank you for listening. Good night. City News. We speak first. Reach our hotline on 0302-224959. And get interactive on Facebook, City 97.3 FM, and on Twitter at City 973.